A wildly inappropriate relationship between a much older man and a younger girl turns abusive, and before anyone could intervene, it was too late. This is another crucial example of how important it is to check in on loved ones and never give up when you have a bad feeling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Banter, the podcast aimed at bringing you your dose of murder relaxation. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. wake up and put on gold diapers hello everybody (laughs) and welcome almost the line almost something like that welcome to another episode (laughs) of the true crime banter podcast the podcast that keeps you waiting and waiting and waiting (laughs) yes (laughs) waiting not not waiting in the water apologies Um, but also hello yes yeah uh we're back and i'm i'm feeling good about this yeah uh I, i feel like we're gonna slingshot into a lot of episodes coming up i sure like, hope so i don't want to like make any promises or true. sign any dotted lines but yeah yeah we've been doing a lot of uh home renovation stuff it's been keeping us pretty busy and yeah. also we work so that yeah. happens but also too i feel like we moved into this place so fast that we didn't really get we kind of skipped the whole like purging process getting rid of stuff yes. we kind of did but like yeah it feels we good, didn't organize any of it it's just been like boxes of stuff kind of sitting there. hiding and like ignoring it like eventually <laughs> we're gonna get to that box yeah and so then like we had to and then we did so and then there we, we just kept doing stuff like that and yeah. then we didn't do this <laughs> and here we are now not doing that stuff yeah and doing this instead now so I feel like once we start like doing it, we'll be like, oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, and yeah. and doing it mediocre. Is riding that what we say? Riding a murder bike. Yep, that's right. Just like riding a murder bike. Um, I I've got some banter for us today, but okay. before we do, I want to get. I, I, we're almost at two hundred subscribers on YouTube. We are Ooh. one away. We're at one hundred ninety nine. Okay, okay. And if anybody out there hears that and and thinks and is I'm going to be the two hundred subscriber, yeah, do it. And then if there's anybody out there like. I'm going to prevent them from getting to 200, so I'm going to unsubscribe. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have even thought of that. That's like your cynical That's what mind I, I, over there. I choose to do to some people. Okay. Anytime they're getting ready to celebrate a milestone, That's I just so rain on their parade. Is that why we haven't been recording? You've been too busy raining on parades out there. I'm, I'm, I'm a rainer. Trading one hobby for another. <laughs> uh, oh, what I was saying, though, is obviously very close to 200 subscribers on YouTube, one away, mm-hmm. and we did get a few comments that uh i mean it's been like a month since the last time we recorded i feel okay. like so uh on the first comment i've got here is Kali coniglieta beautiful something like that she commented on the daniel wozniak so the very first episode okay and she said or he no it's a she okay he was my friend it still wants me or wants makes me want to throw up wow yeah that's 
Okay. And that did Shout not happen very long ago. You. That was like five years ago that that happened. So. Oh my God. A little weird. So yeah, she's still healing from that, yeah. I'm sure. Yes. Wow. Um, the next comment is from Anthony Strain, and he commented on the last episode we recorded, Megan Huntsman. Oh. And if you guys can't remember because it's been so damn long. Yeah. Uh, in that bit of banter, I talked about how I was listening to a podcast about the Laguna Beach like recap yes. with Stephen and Kristen. Ker- yeah, Kristen Cavalier. Yeah, and I couldn't. I think I called it "Back to the Beach." No, no, no I called it "Back to the Beginning." It's called "Back to the Beach." The podcast okay, is but okay. But you called it "Back to the Beginning." I called it "Back to the okay, Beginning." Okay, And Anthony Strain on YouTube commented, "OMG, Back to the Beach!" Huge Laguna Beach fan and the Hills fan. <laughs> Four hearts. I oh, give wow. Riley props, though. So okay. I got props. Oh, well, if Anthony said so. Okay. Yeah, he said, I got the first line of Hillary Duff's song, Come Clean Correct, which is the opening <laughs> song for that show. <laughs> Love you both. And then a little, like, uh, heart emoji Aww, and stuff. And so, thank, thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Um, so that was... <laughs> you know, it only... It was probably only, like, six months ago that I realized that was Hillary Duff, like, intro. Oh, in that song. Because when I grew up... I never really watched it. Like, every now and then I'd see an episode, but I definitely did not watch it enough to know the characters' conflicts and stuff like that. Right. Like the relationships and the cliques and whatever. I just knew, like, these were blonde, rich people. Right. That just lived enjoying on life the beach and stuff. Clearly, yeah. But I didn't even think about that that was Hilary Duff. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't think she was in a show, though. It was no, just her no, song. No, no, no. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just never... Put it together. Even though when I listen to the song outside of the show, I know exactly who it is. But for some reason but in the show, I'm the like... the opening, you're like... Hmm. It just sounds like sound. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, oh, here comes the rich people. <laughs> I don't again. know. Yeah, maybe I just always fast forwarded it. I don't know. And then uh, the, the last comment I have from YouTube is from... I like this name. Damp Donuts. Oh, and ew, it's that on, triggered something immediately ooh, in my stomach. Like that was dumb, so like, weird. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, just go. Yeah, they commented on the Hinterkaifeck murders, oh. episode 26, for those of you who haven't episode. caught up yet. Uh, and they just said, very cool. This is a fascinating case. I love the setup. Okay. So thank you. All right. Thank you, yeah. Now, for the bit of banter. Okay. Oh, also, before we get into the bit of banter, yes. if anybody wants to leave a comment, obviously go to YouTube uh, or yes. get shouted out. We're going to try to do a little more shout outs, I think, on the next, yeah, on the next microdose one. probably. I'm going to gather a few more. Yeah, because it's definitely been a while. Yeah. We we had a lot of comments saying, when are you guys going to be uploading? Yeah, and we so had we some definitely private messages you guys, too. Yeah. Super nice, you guys. And so I did, basically was just like, yeah, we're still alive. Don't worry. Yep, yep. We haven't still been kicking over a here. case. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, um, but what I was going to say was you can follow us on Instagram at true crime banter, YouTube, true crime banter podcast. And then again, Spotify, you can leave reviews or ratings and Apple podcast reviews and ratings. Yeah. And I guess in order to be on the next one, you'll have to leave comments on this one. Yes. So go for it. You'll have time for the next one. Hell yeah. We'll see you in a month. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Well, I can't say no, True. True. hopefully no. So yeah, feel free to uh, comment. And I mean, even during this little uh hiatus mm-hmm. you've done, done a pretty good job of responding to people oh yeah i'll so, respond yeah, yeah of course yeah yeah yeah. so if you guys ever have anything you want to say to us it definitely does get to us yes uh, with every comment you leave so yep. uh to the bit of banter yes i've got a question for you and and this is something that you listeners and viewers can take into like a friend conversation i suppose yeah or maybe like a an icebreaker or something on like a date. You might have to know the person a little bit. But okay. 
if I've got a, a list of six names here, if what any of these six people could come back in their prime and le- release a brand new album this year, hmm. who would you pick? Okay. So I listed Elton John, Tom Petty, Frank Sinatra, The Eagles, Whitney Houston, Billy Joel, or James Taylor. I'm going to say Whitney. Whitney. Yeah. Just because you think that would be like the, the vibe I think for you right she, now. And I think she would be good at... Um, obviously you listed all those because i love all of those yes, so yeah, yeah. much but i love them because they're classic and that was the sound back then and i love all the old sound yeah and i would want them to unless they came out with something now that sounded like it but i feel like a lot of people now are kind of trying to stay relevant well, what you know i guess maybe i didn't phrase the question properly oh. though but like in their prime the music of their prime if they released a whole new album of what that you know your favorite album of theirs sounded like who would you most want to hear a brand new album of that oh, would be oh, I'm uh, sorry, I you meant uh, relevant right to now. what you love about them oh okay okay oh and you can only pick one i feel like it's it's i would still say whitney okay yeah just i love okay. all the other ones but i think she's just got the range she's got the pop she can be serious like the other ones are pretty soulful and kind of have like a sound and yeah. they stick to it. Yep. She could kind of do whatever, and we would have probably have such a like range of songs on this right. album. Right, and I mean, I, I feel like they're all pretty timeless, but yeah. Whitney's voice is very like, yeah, uh, like trans not transformative, but no, kind yeah. of carries across different genres, totally. like you're saying, and different no, that's emotions. That's actually a really good question. That I yeah, I like actually having to like sit there and think about it. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nice. personally. I would be interested to have or hear a Billy Joel one, like brand new, because I've told you, like Billy Joel and Paul Simon, and I guess Elton John as well. Like there's a, a sound to their music that I can't really pinpoint, like what kind of music it is. Right. You're like, like it's of that era. Right. And we just don't get that kind of like. Yeah. Would you even call it rock? I don't even. Billy Joel is kind of rockish. Yeah. Somewhat, but. It was yeah. definitely like that '80s rock kind of yeah. where it's not like. Eagles. like rock rock it, yeah it's yeah. not acdc it's not any of that it's yeah, its and, own thing for and sure you, i just feel like we've never heard anybody like that since i agree and so it, i would be interested to like one hear what new music or how that would like affect me you know yeah but also like what other people's reaction would be like what the f- i don't the think anyone would this? care no. i know maybe just you and me and my dad would be like True. oh cool <laughs> so sweet william yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I thought cool. that was uh, uh, a thought-provoking question. Yeah, I that like it. Everybody else could uh, carry on to their family gatherings. Yeah. These end up, ooh, it's almost Labor Day, so. That's at true. Labor Day. I always forget that that's camping a thing. or whatever you people do. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh i think we're we're what like 10 10 ish minutes into this so Something. uh is there anything <laughs> you want to talk about anything you want to uh discuss before we get into the case is this where i give a teaser if you want to okay because i actually wrote one this time for the first time in forever okay, <laughs> <that> okay? <laughs> go ahead there you go all right so as you're talking about that i'm thinking like future riley right now because I'm going to be editing this, editing oh. this, obviously. Uh, if you guys are listening, you didn't hear anything there because I put that at the beginning of the episode as an actual <laughs> teaser because <laughs> you're about to hear the episode now. So I thought about welcome. That. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Here's the case. And Christian, take, take it, it away. away. 
Oh, wait. Nailed it. going to give a graphic warning on this one because this one gets pretty bad. Descriptions of violence and torture. Kellyanne Bates was born on May 18, 1978 in Hattersley, England, UK, to parents Tommy and Margaret Bates. She was said to be extremely close to her family, and people who knew her described her as independent, confident, and mature for her age. Kellyanne was someone who loved helping others and loved children, so the part-time gig she had babysitting neighborhood children fit her perfectly. It was at one of these babysitting jobs when Kellyanne was 14 that she met a man named James Patterson, a man who was 45 and took a keen interest in the young babysitter. He offered to walk her home that day, and from then on, he began the process of grooming her. He started contacting her in secret behind her parents' back, knowing full well the parents would never approve of this, quote, relationship. A couple years later, when Kelly was 16, she had left school and James had convinced her to move in with him. Now, 16 is the legal age of consent in the UK and when you are done with school, so. This time, Kelly's family really couldn't do anything about it. This whole time, Kelly had been referring to James as an older boy and keeping him secret from her family. They all just assumed it was a boy around her own age that she had been seeing that she just didn't introduce them to yet. But when they did finally meet James, Kelly's mother said, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. She stated that she tried to do anything she could to keep Kelly from leaving with him, and even said she had a strange urge to pick up a bread knife and stab him in the back as he walked out the door Jesus. with her daughter. I mean, I don't blame her. I feel like I'd be the same. Like this, like, parental, like... Yeah, protection. Yeah, right. Because you don't see her walking out the door. You see him taking her out the right. door, basically, yeah, yeah. even though she's yeah, just walking. Yeah, he somehow, at some point, had obviously convinced her that this yeah. was okay, so... Kelly had told her parents that he was in his mid-30s, but her mother knew instantly he was much older. He looked like shit. <laughs> You'll see yeah, pictures of him, you know. And I put in here, I said, I feel like this is that really tough part of parenting where everything in you is screaming to run to your child. You just want to save them. So bad from what you think or what you know is an obvious predator. Yeah. But when you fight too hard. It just pushes them towards them exactly. even more. But then, do you also just do nothing? You know, it's that right. Weird, I mean, that's that fine balance. Really rocking a hard place on that yeah. one. What Kelly and her parents didn't know was that James had an extensive history of abuse towards the women in his life. Thirteen years prior to meeting Kellyanne, James Patterson's wife divorced him because of his abusive behavior. Not long after his divorce, he started dating twenty-year-old Tina Watson who he regularly beat the hell out of, even when she was pregnant with his child. The final straw for Tina was when he tried to drown her while she was in the bathtub. 
It didn't take long for James to move on to an even younger girl, 15-year-old Wendy Moderstadt. Jesus Christ. Who, of course, he beat the shit out of as well. He even tried to drown Wendy, holding her head underwater in the kitchen sink. And you'll notice this as a trend, the whole drowning thing. Yeah, and he's not getting in trouble for any of this, it sounds like. Yeah. In hindsight, it seems as if these women got off lucky compared to what was going to happen to Kellyanne. Within weeks of Kellyanne moving in with James, there were issues. The couple fought quite a bit, sometimes breaking up temporarily, with Kelly moving back home until the couple inevitably made up and then she would move back in. The times when she would be back home, Kelly's parents noticed that she was more withdrawn each time and not talkative like her normal self. Her clothes appeared as if she didn't wash them, and she looked like she hadn't been showering either, a just overall lack of care for herself. They said sometimes she would even just sit in a corner with her head down just being quiet. Her parents grew so concerned that they called the authorities to intervene, but without proof of abuse or Kellyanne reaching out herself, mm-hmm. the cops really couldn't do anything considering she was once again of legal age. Yeah, and, and choosing to be there with him. Exactly, yeah. Behind the scenes, James was actually using this against Kelly, telling her that her parents' concern was actually proof that they didn't approve of them and wanted to break them apart. Typical abuser manipulation. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, this is... Stuff. Yeah, exactly that. Thank God it's a different time now. This is like 80s, 90s kind of, you know. It's late 1995 when Kellyanne just never returns home. James's plan to isolate her from her family had finally worked, and from that point on, Kelly only Kelly's family only heard from her a couple times a year and strictly by phone. For a while on holidays and anniversaries, the families would receive postcards, but noticed it was not in Kelly's handwriting. James wasn't even letting her write to them. James had her write where he wanted her vulnerable and completely alone it had been a while since anyone in kelly's family had heard from her so her brother decided to drop by the house one day where her and james lived james answered the door and said she couldn't come down because she wasn't feeling well on another occasion a worried neighbor asked james if kelly was okay because he hadn't seen the girl in quite some time she was only allowed to come to the upstairs window and wave at the neighbor and then she disappeared back inside course so it seems at this point that she is still okay i mean you, you know what i mean she's yeah, still alive physically there yes yeah. the last time kelly's parents actually spoke to her was march of 1996 it's april 16th less than a month later when james walks into a local police station and sits down with an officer where he calmly and coldly tells them kelly has drowned in the bath When police show up to investigate the claim, they are shocked to find a scene that looks nothing like a simple drowning like they had thought. Shocker. This is like, just a little side note, I remember like listening, like I put on a few like mini documentaries about this and just kind of cleaned and like I kind of listened to a bunch of different ones and you just obviously just gather like the similar information kind of thing and then reading of course and all that but I don't know it didn't really like do anything you know but then like today for some reason when I was going back over the notes and rewriting this I'm like just felt gross so i'm just gonna like warn you now like this is kind of where like it starts amping up and stuff okay you can skip ahead if you want but this is pretty much going to be the rest of it's going to be gross so okay just saying whoever's listening police found blood in every room of the house and her body was covered in bizarre and terrible injuries 
Definitely nothing consisting with the drowning. Immediately, police take James into custody, and then shortly after, they go notify Kelly's parents. When Kelly's mom came to the door, she knew. She beat them to the punch with, he's killed her. Kelly's body was taken to be examined, and what they found was so far beyond what anybody could imagine. The timeline is a bit tricky because Kelly was so isolated, but based on the findings, the examiner said that the injuries he found were shown to happen about four weeks prior and leading up to the subsequent murder. Her body had over 150 separate injuries, and they were all in various states of healing. Obviously, if you guys can't read into that, it just means that they happen over a period of time. Yeah, you know. this isn't all just happened yeah. on the night of the murder. Yeah, and they're just piling one on another trying to heal. Her eyebrows, nose, lips, ears, mouth, and genitals were all mutilated. The stab wounds were found all over her, including the inside of her mouth. Her whole body was covered in stab wounds, in fact, all found to have come from scissors, knives, and even forks. Jesus. She was found to have wounds coming from gardening tools as well, like shears and pruning clippers. Working our way down the body, her bottom and her legs had scalding marks, most likely from boiling water. Not only this, but a burn mark coming from a clothes iron was found on her as well. On top of this, part of her scalp had been ripped away and she had been starved in the weeks leading up to this death, losing about 44 pounds. And when she's already so small, that's quite a bit. Not only starved, but she hadn't had water for days and days and days leading up to this as well. And it doesn't stop here. The bones in her hands and her kneecaps were found to have been shattered with a blunt object, Mm -hmm. along with one of her arms being fractured. And if there's anything to make it worse, at least in my head, it's the thought that having all of this done to her, she only had one arm to protect herself. Right. And it was found that she was restrained as well. So, like, she's just completely defensive. Yeah, yep. yeah. She can't even hold an arm up to, like, stop it. For the last round of awful descriptions, you guys, Kelly's body was found to have restraint marks. They suspect that she was kept tied to the radiator in the home, either tied by her hair or also being forced to uh, being shoved beneath the floorboards as well and in between beatings. And for the final and disgusting awful bit, Kelly's eyes had been gouged out. The examiner confirmed that this did not happen after death. They can't determine exactly when, but they said it could have been anywhere from five days to three weeks before her death. Kellyanne had to live with no eyes for days, all while trying to heal from stab wounds and burn marks. To make matters worse, extreme graphic warning, they found stab wounds inside the eye sockets. And yeah, she was alive for that as well. Her death finally came when he dragged her into the bathroom, where he beat her in the head with a shower attachment until she fell unconscious and he let her drown in the water. And in some twisted way, I can't help but think this was a relief for her. It's finally over. Yeah. She was probably praying for this moment that entire time. Yeah. I mean, uh, if anything, fingers crossed, like her brain shut off. Yeah. You know, weeks prior to this. You hear about that in these cases, right? Yeah. At some point, I don't know how much more you can feel. 
I, go ahead. I, no, I'm going to let you continue. I'll ask questions. Yeah. At the end. As you can imagine, there's no getting around this one. There was no like, oh, a stranger broke in and for weeks tortured her and I never saw him. Like there's really no way to explain this away. James had no way out of this one. As the trial began, James had nowhere to hide, but that didn't stop him from trying to get out of bits and parts of it. James tried to claim some of the injuries were self-inflicted, like somehow that was actually going to work. Yeah. Maybe she was trying to kill herself I at mean, some point. Yeah, he was staying, though, capable. right, yeah. he was stating that he would beat her, but it wouldn't be bad, and then she would go off into another room and hurt herself further to make it look worse than it was. Right, yeah, yeah. So he's saying, like, I'm kind of guilty, like, kind of. When he asked why he removed her eyes, he stated, she dared me to. Did she double dog dare him to is a question. A single dare, you can say no. But if she double dog dared him, there's no going back. No surprise, the jury found him guilty as fuck for the torture and murder of Kellyanne. It took them less than an hour. During the trial, pictures of Kellyanne's body were shown so people could see the true severity of the crime. It's said that every single member of the jury required counseling after seeing the images. Yeah. He was sentenced to a minimum of 20 years with the recommendation to never be released. I'm not sure if this was because of the like leniency on the crimes back then or what, but I'm not really sure. But to me, like 20 years doesn't seem like a lot. But that well, doesn't mean you get out. Kind yeah, of thing. 20 years to life. It's a minimum kind of thing. We've, I think we've had this conversation yeah. before where after 20 years, maybe eligible for parole. But right. God forbid. But I mean, there were so many different like psychologists and stuff that interviewed him and found like yeah he shouldn't be getting out which i feel like sometimes you don't really hear about that you hear like psychologists kind of like yeah maybe he could Mm -hmm. like do with some rehab or whatever but in this case they were all like no yeah so a psychologist diagnosed him as a sadistic psychopath with a paranoid personality disorder deemed to always be a danger to women and that's where it is I am happy to hear that. Yeah. And I can only... He's, he's still in jail. Yeah. I was hoping it wasn't going to go the situation or the, the way of, well, she died via drowning, and maybe he wasn't... He didn't drown her, per se, but, like, the, you know, they were going to... I'm I'm happy to hear you he mean got like convicted. like how they do, like, technicality kind yeah, of Yeah, technically, yeah. he didn't drown her. She just accidentally died in a bathtub or something while taking a bath but she was also unconscious because of the shit that he did to her yeah, like right. so and i didn't also, actually kill her but like yeah how do you, you know, get out of all those injuries too yeah like, exactly well, a scalp is missing her, yeah. her scalp is missing and she has no eyeballs what in the and world has to be wrong with you like it, it's we've talked about this before and we kind of um when we talked about your classmate uh, that oh, right. beheaded his mom. Yeah. Right. You you say in hindsight, you kind of just know, mm-hmm. or you you're not surprised per se. Yeah, I'm not surprised he did something. I don't right. Think I, I mean, no one imagine. would ever be like, he's gonna do this. Right. But you're like, if okay, it, it's shocking, but you could not almost all see the way. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sad when the first thing her mom predicts is he killed her. Yeah. Like. And again, what what could you do in that situation where 
you're just not in control. Yeah. You know, like I guess that's also, where too, you. Also, too, it doesn't. I mean, they they said um, in some of the articles that she was showing up to the house. Like when they would get in fights, she would like temporarily move back in, you know, whether it was mm-hmm. for a week or something. And she would have injuries, but they were never this severe. They were right. like some marks and bruises and stuff, but she was always managed to like explain it away is what they said. And I don't know. It sounds like they tried. You know, I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure they do that every day. They beat themselves up for this, right. that they should not have done fighting more. Harder. But it sounds like they did try at some point and nothing came of it. So maybe they just thought it was pointless. Yeah. And then when you don't hear from her or see her, you don't you don't have proof she's showing up with black eyes and yeah. broken ribs and you just don't see anything. So you just hope she's okay. Yeah. 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 You would you you're hoping that if anything severe was yeah. going on that she would reach right. out despite yeah. uh, you know, the differences and yeah. opinions. Yeah. It, but when you start grooming someone at fourteen, like yeah, you know, you're, you're yeah. Completely what, what your parents taught you yeah. isn't what you know no. to be true, or yeah. you know how you. What I you mean, re- and that's exactly to. why he's disgusting, and he went after younger and younger girls. Yeah, each time. I wonder what made him like some Andrew Tate Snap! <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> we go <Same>. in there. <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. Actually, um, where what do you think made him snap though? Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, he had been beating her up and stuff. It, I don't know what made it go like this far far yeah i mean and then i don't know to what think it was. that first off the name james patterson that's like a, a super duper like famous author yeah. for like right not that yeah. james patterson no no so no, no, get, no oh my god get that out of your mind uh <laughs> i don't know no. if i was the only one thinking that no but it, to know that there was two people before her too that escaped yeah yeah not just escaped but as like police officers you got to be wondering like how did we miss this right you know where or why wasn't if, if you're if he was never reported if right. you're those women you know and that's also kind of part of it too it's like when you have these younger people like this and they get out of it I they're think, almost as happy to be out i of know it. i like i that's exactly right i think they're like m- just thrilled to be gone and probably less inclined to say something because mm-hmm. they probably feel like well i stayed i did it to myself like well you know? yeah i mean you are talking plus in the 90s this is a yeah. lot that's where you know a lot of people with some good reasoning will um bash on the quote-unquote me too movement yeah but a lot of that stuff that happened in the early 90s and was brought up you know a few years ago during yeah. that movement was in that time frame because, like you said, the women felt like it was their fault yeah. as to whatever or had happened to them. Or they were told it was their fault, even yeah. though they tried. It, the it, were, it was ignored. The way I mean, of the yeah. times. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just happy that uh, they're able to carry on with their life. So Plus, you know, he probably isolated those girls, too. They probably didn't have any family or anything. They probably didn't feel like anyone was on their side. So they yeah. just decided, I'm just glad I'm fucking gone. Exactly. Especially one yeah. of them had his kids, so she was probably just thrilled to make it out alive with the child in her in her life. I, couldn't, I could not imagine that. Yeah. Jesus, to fucking sc- scoop the eyeballs out. I know. And then stab inside the eyeball wounds. Yeah. And, and then stab the fork, inside your mouth. Yeah, with the forks too, and the yeah. shears and the, the gardening tools. Like, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Overkill is clearly a sign of somebody you yeah. know personal right is doing this typically and to i just it makes me wonder what 
what made him snap to that point and you know it, yeah. maybe she it was you know maybe it got to a point where she did decide you know i'm gonna leave just like the rest of these other girls also and too not this time yeah also too i'll make this quick um if you think about it i mean there was a point where he couldn't let her go you know right too many wounds yeah yeah point like, of no return like either yeah. quote-unquote finish the job or yeah you hope that things get better between the two of you and you can move past this and but I'm i just don't sure. know i maybe it's a cockiness and an arrogance thing why he even went to the cops i feel like somebody like that would just get rid that. of why it. would somebody or report her, i'm that. sorry get rid of her you know because i think he probably thought he could get away with it yeah. he's been abusing people yeah, he's been what... attempting to drown girls and he's gotten away with it I, I meant to ask for the clarification for some reason i thought you said that her brother um reported for like a well wellness check on her but then i was like no that was like prior to all of this they were just hoping that she was okay yeah he stopped by randomly to right. say hi and she couldn't come to the door and then a neighbor yeah asked I, if she was fine and at that point you know yeah. I mean, he is a psychopath in, in that sense yeah. where it's like you, you give yourself up and... He probably honestly thought he would get away with it. Yeah. Like, he must have really thought police were just going to show up and ignore the scalping yeah. and the eyeballs and, like, and just look past him. Like, yeah, he's good. Looks like a yeah, drowning he, to me. He really thought it all through. Whatever. Wow. I mean, I'm glad, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say. We, we this feel, easily like could have always... been, like... One of those, they don't have any evidence because she, quote-unquote, disappeared. disappeared. He yep. could have been like, yeah, she ran away or whatever. Yep. And it easily could have no gone unsolved. Know. Yeah. Yeah, no one would ever know until... If they ignored it now when there's witnesses and shit, they would have never yeah. even bothered trying to find her Jeez. if she ran away, you know. But anyway, well, so yeah. Fuck you, James Patterson. So but kind of a not a I've short case per se, but kind of. Never heard like, that one, though. I know. Once I heard him, like, I feel like I heard it maybe once years ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this one is, like, once I said, like I said before. Disgusting. Yeah. Like, I was, like, kind of getting sick in the stomach. Yeah, gruesome. I was, like, and the eyes and shit. Like, oh, yeah. my God. All right. Well, as we do with every episode, yeah. I want to say thank you mm-hmm. for bringing that to light. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not um, not the most uh, no. enjoyable one for dinner for, for yeah. those of you eating your chickpea soup or whatever you're eating out there i don't know uh (laughs) if you guys enjoyed it please again uh leave a rating on spotify or a rating and a review on apple Podcasts. comments we'll read it on the next one Uh (laughs) uh-huh and uh yeah feel free follow us on true crime banter on instagram and get us to that 200 subscriber milestone we're we're making our way downtown (laughs) yep yep growing fast yep Faces past. And homebound. Yes, homeward bound. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Christian, thank you for the case once again. And this has been the True Crime Banter Podcast. We will hopefully be talking to you soon. Catch on the flippity flip. Adios.